Hi, professional podcast producer here. I failed to supply Rob with an adequate mic for this week's episode, and thus he will be sounding like a potato for the rest of the episode. Apologies. All right. Oh, and I know we've been recording for eight and a half minutes, but here we go. You ready? <laughs> Good uh, afternoon. Yes. Okay. Oh, and I'm trying to lead out, and you're interrupting. Okay. Let's try again. Like I said, professional podcast producer. Good afternoon, Ironworks people. We are so glad to be back on the Ironcast. Yes, the show must go on. We are here. We will not give up. As long as it depends on us and Christ inside of us, we are going to continue on. We are going to overcome. We are going to be more than conquerors. And that is more or less our theme for today. Shana, Mm -hmm. how are you feeling? Feeling good. Hi, everybody. Good to be with you. Great to hear your voice, Shana, because I can't see you. We're, we are remote. So describe for me your surroundings, if you can, a little bit. Sure. I am in Justin's workroom. It's at the end of the hall, and it has three computer monitors, like lots of art books, a three printer, a drafting desk, and about 500 board games. So <laughs> That sounds like a perfect place to be you would <laughs> you you would like it i i think you would how about you guys and we also have ryan with us ryan estes so welcome ryan yeah you guys describe what are your surroundings right now well uh i can tell you that i am in my fabulous work from home office which is essentially just the table set up in my bedroom at the moment. I uh, got a got an <laughs> external monitor here, got my computer looking out the window. Um, mm. But it is it is not exactly a luxurious situation at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am in a, <clears throat> a room, a uh, spare bedroom right now and looking outside to my neighbor's house uh, with the dog is currently urinating in the lawn. Cool, cool. So, yeah, just to make sure you can, you know, appreciate my surroundings. Thanks for that bit of color. That was great. Yes. <laughs> Spare. I think there's a painting of the, the Good Samaritan, and there's like a dog taking a dump on the side. I don't know if you've seen that painting, but it's really memorable. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, uh, Ryan, S., we need to introduce you properly. So we're so glad to have you on the Iron Cast, mm-hmm. mostly because your voice is amazing. It's true. <laughs> Secondly, because you have some, um, God has given you some great insight and great, um, a great family. We love your family. And, um, and you're also a deacon. So that's, you know, points for us for getting you on the show. But <laughs> that's you know, a hard booking to land right here. You really gotta, you really gotta know people, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you have a new role now that you are the official Ironworks Church field reporter. Uh, we saw you on camera. Can you give us a scoop of that video that you you took and what what that's all about? Mm-hmm. Sure. So for perspective, um, as we're recording this, it's Monday, March 16th. Um, just this afternoon, we learned uh, about a lot more closures in Pennsylvania, people being asked to stay home and businesses being shut down. And we, we could kind of tell that something like this was coming. Um, mm-hmm. On Friday afternoon, I had a call with, uh, with Darren as well as a, a number of other folks on the diaconate and people who work with us. And just we wanted to think through how can we serve Phoenixville serve the people around us, and how can we encourage our church to be involved in, in serving 
their neighbors and elderly people around them, people who might be at risk, people who might live alone or be single parents. And so what we did was we just recorded a, a quick video encouraging folks to, first of all, let us know if they need help by emailing deacons at ironworkschurch.org if they are maybe under quarantine or are uh, are stuck at home and need groceries or need to get to the pharmacy or, or can't get out for some reason. If there is a way that we as a church can somehow rally around them and help them, um, then we wanted people to be able to let us know that. Additionally, we wanted to encourage our church to actively get out there and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that is, uh, that's really easy to say, but at a time when we all, you know, many of us have families, we all have uh, still work to do for the most part, we all have responsibilities and it's not easy being cooped up with our families in these houses. It might be really easy to just shrink down into ourselves, hunker down, turn on Netflix and say, I I'm, you know what, I'm just going to take care of me and mine. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to encourage people and inspire people and convict people and ask the Holy Spirit to convict people to be active in how we love other people around us right now. And so we just mm -hmm. recorded a quick video saying, hey, here's how you, how you can let us know if you need help. And if you are willing to serve in some way, whether that be picking up groceries or even housing international students who might not be, have anywhere to go now that their uh, university's been shut down, to fill out a form um, to, to let us know that they're available. And if I can give that address right now, I'll give a little mm -hmm. plug. Um, it's bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash COVID-19 I-W-C. It's a real quick form. It's just saying, hey, I'm available. I'm here to help. And we'll try to connect the needs with people who can help to address those needs. And what, what have your response been so far for, for this? Yeah. So it's only been a little over a day since we aired that and since we put out the call for help. So far, we've gotten uh, over 30 people who have said, yes, I'm willing I'm willing to help either pick up or deliver groceries or supplies. Mm -hmm. Pro uh, a, a number of folks have said, yes, I'm willing to open my home and provide housing, which is amazing to me. Mm -hmm. uh, sending awesome. notes to elderly people or even just saying, hey, keep me posted on any needs that you might have that come up. So mm -hmm. I, I'm really encouraged. I'd love to see even more folks fill that out, but I'm really encouraged that to this point, people have said, yes, I, I want to be active in mm -hmm. showing love to other people around me. We have not gotten um, anyone who has said, hey, I have a, a need yet, but that's mainly, mm -hmm. I think, because it's still really early. I don't personally mm -hmm. know anyone yet who has gotten sick from this thing or who is under active quarantine, but there's certainly uh, the possibility that that would come up before too long. So uh, when that yeah. happens, I do hope people will reach out. Ryan, you ended your uh, your message uh, with a really powerful quote, and I just wanted to invite you to reiterate that for us, if you could. So Scott Sauls is a pastor in Nashville. He pastors a church down there, and he he just put this out on Twitter, and I loved it. As soon as I read it, he said, in a time like now, Christian neighboring looks less like fearful self-preservation and more like servanthood toward the elderly, those with HIV, autoimmune disease, or no health care, fatigued and under-resourced health care workers, etc. Mm -hmm. And then he says this, he says, wash hands for sure, then wash feet. Mm -hmm. And that just said it all for me right there. I, I Yeah, we want to be safe. We want to be um, smart and wise and not carry this thing and not give it to anyone but we also don't want to be living in fear or living with the idea that we're just trying to preserve ourselves and our families. We want to do that, but mm -hmm. but we want to make sure that we're following in that historic line of Christians who over the millennia have 
uh, really taken incredible risks because the times demanded it because people were dying of plague and no one was around to care for them. Um, we, we want to be seen as people who are, who care more about other people mm-hmm. than we do about our own comfort and about our own, uh, our, our own well-being. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you were saying that, Ryan, I couldn't help but think that you must've been like a, a movie voiceover for all like the nineties movies, you know, like <laughs> wash hands for sure. Then wash feet. Just out of really nice. Thanks, Rob. I really appreciate that. that I, I don't know really quite what to say, but um, I hate to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate that you're on mission. You're on. You're the field reporter, and hopefully, we will be all mobilized to get out there as well. Um, speaking of uh, you know the COVID virus and this season that we're in, mm-hmm. uh, this national emergency, we could even say global, maybe, uh, at least it's, it seems to be spreading that way. But what um, what are we thankful for? One thing, Shana, that you're thankful for, mm-hmm. let's go around. Here. Yeah, um, I'm really thankful for just the response I'm seeing from uh, particularly my students. I Today was the first day that we went live with uh, distance learning, and so many of them are reaching out to each other, reaching out to me, just looking to make connection. And so many of them are saying things like, I hope you're okay, I hope your family's okay, or even something like as simple as, I want you to know, Miss Land, I did bring home my homework, and I, I knew that you would be so proud. <laughs> and um, And just, and that says to me more than anything else that I mean, it hasn't even been like three days. I mean, I, I you know, I saw these kids on Thursday and it really uh, shows me that they really value relationships. And if anything, that just encourages me. Um, I'm so hopeful at a time like now because um, I think that we're all, I, in, in some ways I'm, I'm thankful for isolation because it really shows, it really teaches us uh, valuable things that we're not really able to discover, you know, if, if we weren't in a situation like this. So I think that yeah. I think the ISO, I'm thankful for the isolation and I'm just thankful for the work that it's doing in my students that if they are reaching out, kids that I never thought would reach out are reaching out. And that just makes me hopeful for the gospel because it's through relationship that it goes forth. And isolation can also invite us to you know, similarly, like just it can, it can invite us into a deeper time of meditation and uh, focusing on God's word and praying for people and also seeing people that we don't normally see, you know, just um, people who are immune compromised. I, I, you know, those, you know, I don't really think about that people group as much as I should. And I've been thinking more about that people group, you know, just over the past couple of days just because of their vulnerable condition right now. And I'm just, I'm just thankful that God is opening my eyes to people that I really should care more and more about. Right. Amen. Yeah. How about you guys? Sure. I I think that at this point, I'm probably expected to say something super spiritual that I'm thankful for. And, and granted, of (laughs) course I am. (laughs) Well, no expectations. What I really want to say is (laughs) I'm thankful for technology at this point, not, Mm. not because I love technology for itself, but I was thinking about this yesterday, yesterday morning, we had um, church in the morning and my family and I gathered around our television and were able to take part in church with my church community, with Darren and the music team and and all of you who are up there. And I remember at the break, 
the five minute break when they were changing batteries, I said, we'll be back in five minutes. And all of a sudden my phone lit up from a bunch of different people just saying, you know, may the peace of Christ be with you. And mm. even though we weren't all in the same room, what an incredible thing to, to, it just, it felt, I felt so connected mm-hmm. to my Ironworks family. Um, and, and additionally, technology allows me to work from home to continue to providing for my family. It allows me to maybe relax a little bit in the evening and, uh, you know, and, and watch Netflix or something like that. It really has meant that even though I am stuck in this home, um, in, in a relatively tight space with with four of us living here right now, that uh, we still are able to go about our lives in not quite the same way, but in a way that lets us do the things I feel like that matter. Yeah, I you know I agree with you about the service of it was just Vera and I and um, my wife Elizabeth's working as a nurse and uh, um, so she works every other weekend. But it was just Vera and I we were listening to the, to the whole service and we did the kids work portion mm-hmm. printed out what um, Patty had sent us. That was cool. And I, I did the the story for her and we went through it. It was great. And then, uh, and then she says, what about communion? <laughs> and uh, Vera a couple of weeks ago had come up front with me to serve uh, the bread and the wine, or I think it was, I was doing the cups and she was just like, right after that, she was, it was on her mind. She wants to know how she can take communion. Mm-hmm. So we talked about it last night and we told her, you know, asked her questions, what she knew about it. And, um, you know, what, you know, we just filled in the gaps of, of what she didn't know, but she said it right off the bat. She said, and we said, Vera, what is the, you know, what's the point of communion? And she said, to remember Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's right. That's what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, the more we talked about it, I could just see the excitement in her eyes and her face of wanting to take communion. So uh, I said, um, well, you know, we, we talked about that. Then we talked about, well, you know, first you want to kind of consider the promise that God makes to you and, and, and then the promise that you can make to God, you know, of, of, of uh, wanting to follow him and, and, and do what he says. And, you know, just the kind of that accepting Christ into your life and your heart as your Lord and savior, mm-hmm. but in a five-year-old language. And, um, so she was excited about that. And I said, well, you know, maybe, you know, one day soon you can become a member of the church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I said, you're going to go before the pastor and the elders and you have to pass a test. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what's the test? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay, find out what the test is. So, uh, it's just, we had that precious conversation over dinner and, um, we just had the time to do it. And we just see that, you know, God is um, using this time for, for these conversations. You know, I heard I heard another guy in our group, his uh, sister um, just just reached out to him and said, hey, you know, I'm finally getting the gospel. And I'm um, praying and uh, just confessing my sins to God. And so, hey, someone's getting saved right now, you know, praise God. Let's jump into the ser- the sermon here, Shana. Can you can you uh, read the scripture for sure. us? Yeah. So Darren was preaching from Romans chapter eight, uh, verses thirty one to thirty nine, and the title over that is "More Than Conquerors." So starting with verse thirty one, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. 
Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love that passage. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So this is this Good. is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Uh, what are your takeaways? What stood out to you? What blew your mind? What did uh, what did God speak? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Darren, after after reading this passage, he shared a personal anecdote. He mentioned a friend who he he described as being connected to the church through marriage. This person didn't at the time, I'm not sure about now, but at the time did not identify as a Christian. And a lot of people, I guess, tried to talk to this person about the gospel. And I guess Darren at one point had an opportunity and they were both sharing their views on why they were a Christian, why they weren't a Christian. And um, Darren remembers that this person said, you know, of, of everything that Christianity offers, the thing that I am most envious of is the security and the preaching about fear. And I feel like this passage really gets at that, right? It's like, no matter what comes our way, that if God is for us, who can be against us? Nothing, no one can condemn us, right? Nothing can pluck us out of the hand of God. So I was um, especially encouraged by that just uh fear is something i i struggle with you know even when we're not in the height of an international pandemic you know fear is just uh something i have to continually uh take before god so um and darren went on to talk about um how we're justified in christ that he will eventually give us all things that there's no limit to his grace um he talked a lot about uh the the feelings of condemnation that Christians off, often experience. He, sa- he said that uh, there are people who actually hear an audible voice of condemnation uh, at, at some point, maybe even condemning you them know, to death. So, um, you know, what's awesome in, in that, what he said, Shana, is that I found really cool is that when you're a Christian, it's not like those voices go away, mm-hmm. but they're answered. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And so every time that accusation and that condemnation comes up, Christ is going to answer mm-hmm. it and set the, set the record straight. Mm-hmm. And uh, that just was, re- that was just really encouraging. Yes. Yes. Likewise. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking as I was reading through this passage again, in preparation for recording today, um, the, the verse, you know, he who didn't spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And it got me thinking about, what are those all things that he's talking about? Because I think that our natural inclination is to think uh, comfort, is to think, uh, you know, provision uh, mm-hmm. in terms of material goods, is to think I'll never be hungry. Uh, I'll never have to worry ultimately about my employment situation. My kids will turn out all right. Uh, mm-hmm. I will be, I, I don't have to worry ultimately about uh, really major things going wrong in my life because God will give me all things. And Think about who's writing this passage. This is Paul, and Paul had been 
flogged. He'd been stoned. He'd been shipwrecked. He'd been, uh, and ultimately he was put to death for his faith. And he's the one who's writing this. So clearly, as as we're sitting here all stuck in our individual homes and life may not be as comfortable as it as it is at other times, uh, all things must mean something a lot different than mm-hmm. life just going well and smoothly and easy. Um, and, and it just got me thinking about that, about what does that really mean? And ultimately, of course, um, that, that points our eyes to who the giver is as opposed to, uh, as opposed to his gift that he gives us himself. He gives us, uh, forgiveness. He gives us fellowship and communion with him. And I'm sure that, that we've, that you can both relate to the idea that if you have someone with you walking beside you, whether that's a parent or whether that's a, a spouse, um, you can walk through some pretty difficult times and be okay because of the one you're you're walking with mm-hmm. and um and I love that idea as we head into what looks like a really uncertain time in our world boy we have a rock to stand on that mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know how anyone does it without that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it is it, he did say you know that's kind of the could be a stumbling block and Christ is in some ways a stumbling block when he says things um, that he gives us all things because we're immediately thinking mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. It feels like now, right now we're losing <laughs> so mm-hmm. much and we are, I mean, we are, I mean, let's be honest, we're losing mm-hmm. a lot. Some people are losing a lot of money mm-hmm. in the stock market, mm-hmm. you know, losing jobs. Are losing, or, yeah, yeah. losing jobs, right. losing loved ones. Yeah. Right. It reminds me of that one song that we sang in church. Um, Hallelujah. All I have is Christ. Jesus is my life. Hmm. Right. In reality, all, all we have is Christ and um, everything else could potentially be stripped away from us. Um, but I, I, I'm, I think about the the story of Job, how he loses literally everything. Right. And the one verse that I'm always so encouraged by, I think it's in the second chapter of Job, it says, you know, shall we accept um, good from God, but not trouble, you know, and, and in the end, Job, you know, everything is restored for him. I mean, it doesn't say that, you know, his lost children are resurrected, you know, but he goes on to have more family. And ultimately, his relationship with God is preserved. He is preserved because of God's love for him, God's protection of him. And, uh, you know, his, you know, he, he perseveres in his salvation. So. And, and, and I think it's, it's important that we don't just gloss over mm-hmm. all those losses people right. are under, are, are going through, like right. that stuff matters and we're allowed to grieve and we should lament when that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But one of the other points that I, I love from the sermon is that isn't in, in verse uh, 34 there, Christ Jesus is the one who died. And more than that, who was raised at the right hand of God, who's interceding for us, that Jesus is praying for us in the middle of all this. Mm. And um, that's incredible to me that he's looking down and seeing his people and saying, and saying, father, these are those that whom you gave to me Mm. uh, would do something intervene. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's a tremendous comfort. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. He's at work um, to enable us to be more than conquerors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Neither height nor depth, 
nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Lights go out. We lose Wi-Fi. Um, you know, we, we can't travel anywhere. Uh, we can't we can't go to church. Wait, wait. You uh, said Wi-Fi could go? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really thought Time that would be catastrophic <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> so, but yeah, imagine imagine what is it that that the Satan is trying to throw at us to separate us from the love of God mm. and, and replace it. Like you said, Shana with fear. Mm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, and what is it? That's the fear. It, I mean, it, I think it says in, is it first John it says that perfect love drives out mm-hmm. fear. So God is giving us, when you see giving us all things, he is giving us love so that we can drive out the fear. Mm-hmm. I think, it, it, you know, the church might be upset right now that we're being asked to love people by not getting close to them, yeah. which sounds, you know, counterintuitive to the way the church has always mm-hmm. been. But the question is, how can we love them, uh, you know, with social distancing? How can we love people uh, and help them overcome the fear? Because there is fear out there. And how can we just nip mm-hmm. it and diffuse mm-hmm. it? Hmm. I think there are lots of things that we can do. And and one of the things that I am thinking of right now, I'm thinking of all the people who are either living alone Mm -hmm. and don't have anyone to talk to aside from on the phone. I'm thinking especially of people who are in nursing homes. So here are folks who are uh, elderly or certainly more at risk who can't receive visitors, of course, because if if COVID-19 gets into a facility uh, it could really wreak havoc like it did in Washington. Mm-hmm. And so you have people who are in the middle of a time of great uncertainty who are probably lonelier than the rest of us on a good day, um, unable to see anybody and certainly, you know, living closer to the edge than than you or I am. And so uh, one of the things that we've talked about was, hey, write a note, mm-hmm. write a note to someone you know who's in who's in a nursing home or in or who lives alone or give them a call and, and check in. And we all know people in that situation. Uh, can you imagine what a what a what good a letter would do? Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems yeah. like a small thing, but you know, I'm I'm reminding myself right now. Hey, I should do that. I should take the 20 minutes that it takes to to write something mm-hmm. and, and send it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, Josh Olson was saying, you know, the virtual community of Apostle Paul's day was just writing a letter mm-hmm. to a group of people that met in a home, and now it's an epistle that has impacted mm-hmm. millions of people to eradicate fear mm-hmm. and to grow yeah. love. Mm-hmm. You know, now, don't write right. letters because you think it's going to be canonized <laughs> and turned into scripture, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> Yeah. I think a, another thing we can do is um, just calling our neighbors that we know. I have folks who live on my street who are in their 70s, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, they probably need groceries. They, you know, probably should not be getting out as much as, you know, maybe someone else who is less immune compromised or has fewer underlying uh, conditions. So I think reaching out just a, a simple phone call could go a long way. Have either of you reached out and and found ways to touch base with neighbors or serve people in any way since all this began happening? Uh, today, I had a really cool opportunity to work with Meals on Wheels. I, hmm. I, I heard through the grapevine that um, they were short on volunteers, and you know, I got the 
the news last week that my schedule was going to look a lot different these next two weeks. I would be working, I would be, you know, I'm, I'm a high school teacher. And so we were doing distance learning. And so I just, I found the phone number for uh, Pottstown's uh, family services office. So I called up and I was like, so shocked at their desperation. They were like, we're losing volunteers, like the Salvation Army, all of our volunteers, there was somebody who was exposed and they, they can't volunteer. I said, okay, well, I, I think I, I think I can help out. I think I have all the clearances. And then today they called me back. It was like just a few minutes after eight o'clock. I was, I was going to call them, but they, mm. they called me and they're like, are you still on board? Cause we need somebody. And so, yeah. So today I got to, I was route two in Pottstown. I got to drop off a couple of meals and um, it was really cool because some of the people that I was dropping off to were like living a block from me and I had no idea who they were. And I was just like, oh, cool. wow, like, thank you Lord for opening my eyes to people who I just was not seeing. Uh Gina is on wheels. That's awesome. (laughs) We're coming to the end here, the Iron Cast, and um, we're always trying, uh, trying Ryan to prepare our hearts for worship. And I saw, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going Mm -hmm. around Facebook, the, the, (laughs) I don't know what it is, a meme or whatever, uh, just saying, Hey, you know, like suck it up. You know, your your great grandparents or your grandparents they had to go to war, and all you're being asked to binge Netflix. Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that, (laughs) Uh, but that's not what God's calling the church to do is is to binge Netflix. You know, for the next uh, weeks. So, Mm. you know, both of you, what? How do we prepare our hearts for worship, including this Sunday and and every day moving forward? We talked about some things we can do. But how do we prepare our hearts for particularly and specifically worship? What comes to mind is, uh, I think it was Darren's observation. I think he he said it in a couple of ways uh, throughout his uh, sermon yesterday. He said, you know, we as the church are, you know, we're the hands and feet of Christ. And he said, historically, Christians have moved toward the plague rather than away. And I think uh, meditating on what that means and meditating on the fact that while we were his enemies, Christ moved near to us. I'm just worshiping God for that. You know, Darren talked about uh, condemnation, and that's something like that I often struggle against. And in the in the past couple of days, I've struggled with, and so I'm just finding um, new and uh, really freeing ways to worship God, just for His grace for me that He doesn't condemn me. So I would say uh, to prepare our hearts for worship. Maybe we can become thankful in ways that we haven't been in a long time. Hmm. I'm uh, I'm thinking just about what life looks like right now, and you know we have a house that's not huge, and I love people, but I also really like my space. Um, and what I find is that when I and my family, my wife Kelly and my two kids are are in the house, I boy, there's there's not much else that reveals to me my own selfishness, my own pride, my own uh, desire for comfort and ease than having my space and schedule and uh, time disrupted or taken up by other things um, that that aren't on like my agenda. And I tell you what it does is it it makes me need to approach worship with a a posture of confession, Mm -hmm. uh, with a posture of recognizing who I am and and certainly who I am as a child of God, but also who I am in terms of my own, the depth of my own sin. Mm. 
And I find I don't say that to beat myself up. I say that because when I do that, it it puts in such stark relief the grace and love of Jesus um, toward me. And there is nothing that makes me worship uh, more more than when I'm aware of that and when I can see and sense God's embrace because he, he looks at me through the lens of Jesus. So for me, it's really all about, hey, what is this doing to reveal my own heart to me, to myself? And, uh, and how does that turn my eyes toward the one who, if he were here in this house, would be spending uh, his time really looking to serve everybody else in, uh, in, in a way that is just remarkable? You're hitting the nail on the head with a lot of, I think, guys uh, in particular. I'm speaking as a guy, but just we're now around our kids a lot more than we're used to. And we're out of sorts because we don't know how to play LOL dolls or whatever I'm being asked. And I just told my (laughs) wife today, my brain begins to fall asleep uh, the more I have to do toddler activities or kid activities. And, um, yeah, I just, that's great. Confess, God, I am out of sorts. I am disoriented. I am in need of yeah. you to reorient my life around the things that are important. Maybe I got off track. Uh, maybe I prioritize things, um, maybe well in the world that I had, but now this is a new world. I need to reprioritize. Um, show me how you would do that. Uh, show me how to just value the people that are around me and the time that I have with them. So I'm just going to close the prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would conquer COVID-19. We pray that you would conquer fear in the people's hearts around us and throughout this world, that they would see a church full of love, see you, God, moving towards us in your love, in Christ, uh, and through your death and through your resurrection, your love has been totally and completely expressed to us. And that love conquers fear. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.